0: We saw your B Good Baker running by again the other day. Says I to old Mister Brennan. Ah yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still, and she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's B Good bread. Only sixty calories a slice. Sixty calories, says I. That's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. Sixty calories a slice, and high in fibre, whatever way you slice it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's today's bread today. At the Irish Independent, we don't just report the news, we tell the stories written all over Ireland. After all, each struggle, triumph, high and low, leaves a mark that lasts. Irish Independent, written all over Ireland. This is an Irish Independent Podcast. You're listening to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Now, in a few minutes, I'll be joined by a woman with an extraordinary story of how her PIN number was hacked from her gym bag, leading to her bank account being emptied. But first, I'm joined by producer Tabitha Monaghan. Tabitha, something happened last Friday night. What was it?
1: It was a big week for The Big Tech Show this week. We were nominated for Best Business Podcast at the first ever Irish Podcast Awards. We all got dressed up. We went out. I think we can speak for the, I can speak for the pair of us and for Gav on audio when we say we were not expecting anything. Nominated for Best Business Podcast and we managed to win gold. So it was incredible. We it was a very gold. good night.
0: We won the big prize. Tell me, was it a hotly contested category?
1: It was. There was a lot of fantastic podcasts up there. Um. How to Pivot was there. Uh, David McWilliams podcast was there. So really, I mean... Hold on. David
0: McWilliams. The David McWilliams.
1: The David McWilliams was up for a podcast. We were in the same category as him. And and, we won. And we managed to win. It was was a great night altogether. And I mean, even I, I was sitting just beside you and you took out your phone just to record the night and you weren't expecting it at all, were you? You were quite surprised.
0: I was and I wasn't. Anyway... Well done to you, um, Tabitha, who have steered and improved this podcast since you came on board, and to Gavin Hennessy on Sound, without whom none of it would happen, and to Mary Carroll, executive producer, and to you, the listener, for being with us every week. And that is enough backslapping for us uh, for this <laughs> week. Back to going, what's going on?
1: Yes, we're going to start with the Apple Watch. We had spoken about this when you were in California. You had done, you had attended the Apple launch. It was a great day. We had we had recorded from there and there was a, a new Apple Watch launch. There was two. There was the Apple Watch Ultra and then there was the Series 8 as well. And you've been kind of using the Series 8 for the last little while. So you have now a full review to give.
0: I have. I have. And let me tell you this. If you don't have an Apple Watch, I would probably go looking for last year's Apple watch series seven instead of the series eight now let me clarify what i mean by that so what's the difference between last year's apple watch and this year's Apple's watch the series seven to the series eight really it's just one sensor it's a temperature sensor and that is very very useful if you want to track your periods or if you're interested in information retrospectively that might help you conceive if that is not you then there are very, very, very limited updates to this watch over last year's watch. It looks the same, it feels the same. it's the same size, it has roughly the same battery life, it has the same power. And indeed, most of the actual updates really come from the software upgrade, which applies to all of the uh, all of the Apple watches. So um, I would say, It's a very good watch, but it's also hit by that inflationary price increase that's sweeping across all of Apple's products. If you can get the Apple Watch Series 7, I would get that one instead.
1: Price-wise, how much is the Series 8 going to set you back then if it's being hit by this inflation?
0: Two sizes for the smaller one, the 41 millimeter, it's 499 euro, and that's up from 429 euro last year, or 539 euro for the 45 millimeter watch, and that is up from, I believe, 479 euro last year. So, big, big price increase.
1: Style wise, is it the same as the Series 7? I mean, are you going to notice the difference by the look of it? You
0: will not notice the difference at all.
1: And there's a negative with the Apple Watch is that poor battery life, though. And yep. have they sorted it out with the new version? Is it any better?
0: They have, but that this comes from the software update, Watch OS nine. So this applies to all Apple Watches, or certainly from Apple Watch Series four onwards. Um, they have a new thing called a low battery mode, which essentially turns off a lot of the background sensors, like in the new one to turn off the temperature sensor. It turns off uh, a lot of the Uh, The heart measurement sensors, uh, all of that sort of stuff, but lets you do an awful lot of the regular um, things that you would normally do on your watch anyway, um, including fitness stuff and including uh, payments and things like that. And that will double your watch's battery life, but only from uh, 18 hours to 36 hours. So for all of its complexity and its strength, the Apple Watch still has the poorest battery life of any smartwatch You can buy any mainstream smartwatch you can buy. You typically will charge it every night. but You only really get a full day's use out of it. And that's irritating because sometimes you want to to track your sleep.
1: Yes. So now
0: now you're in a scenario where you can't even charge it at night because you wanted to do stuff uh, at night. So that is the consistent weak spot with uh, the Apple Watches. The low battery mode is one way to beat that. And that's probably my favorite feature.
1: Do you think it'll be something that's going to be popular with Apple customers? Are they going to run and get the Series 8? I mean, I know when you were in California, you said Mm. for the Ultra, there was a lot of hype around that and a lot of people signing up to get
0: it. Yeah, that's right. The the Apple Watch Ultra, €1,000, but it's slightly bigger, better battery life. It has a few more rugged features. Um, I think that is The tentpole one, and the theory is that that will be used to get all the attention, and then people will go, "Well, I can't afford that, so I'll just get the watch series eight or the even cheaper watch SE instead." And I think Apple iPhone users, and you have to have an iPhone if you want to use one of these things. They typically will buy one of these if they have had an Apple Watch four or five years ago, and then just need to update it. That's the way that economy works. Anyway, now I'm joined by someone who has a truly extraordinary story to tell. Charlotte Morgan, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you, Adrian. Hello.
0: Charlotte, something kind of extraordinary happened to you one day when you went in, as usual, to your gym. Tell us what happened.
2: Yeah, so I'd uh, finished my my shift, went to my uh, local gym uh, with a colleague. Uh, I had just been offered a job actually so uh, I wanted to discuss that through with my colleagues so we were about to spend probably longer in the gym than we normally would uh, which turned out to be unfortunate but uh, when we arrived at the gym uh, the security barriers which uh, normally activate when members scan their membership cards uh, weren't working um, so we were told by the staff uh, to just put our names down on a bit of paper and they'd let us through and uh, no one no one really checked those those names before we were let through. No one even looked at them. Um, but uh, we thought it was unusual, but um, didn't really think anything of it. And so uh, I went down, locked my belongings away, as, as you do, Uh, I decided because I'd be speaking to my colleague uh, throughout our workout that I wouldn't need my phone. Uh, I normally have it with me for the music, but uh, that day, sadly, I locked it uh, away in my locker along with the rest of my belongings. What kind of phone was it? It was uh, an iPhone 13 Pro, which I would just a month ago treated myself to after clinging on to a smashed up old one for about six years. Um, So I'm paying off that for another two years, as you'll find out. Okay, well, let's
0: not ruin the surprise. So, So then what? happened?
2: So uh, I began my workout. Um, I was up in the gym with a colleague uh, for about an hour and a half and talking away. uh, Little did I know in the meantime what was going on, but I'll come to that in a second. Anyway, Hmm. I finished my workout, returned to the locker uh, to get my my belongings and uh, the locker not only didn't have any padlock on, but was empty when I opened it. And obviously the immediate thought is oh I must have mistaken what locker I'd used but I was convinced that that was the one so I, I started checking the lockers all around it um, and there was just no sign of any of my belongings and I, I obviously panicked at that moment but thought okay well perhaps someone mistake mistook my locker for theirs and had it it open and my stuff is now re- in reception. I was trying to come up with an idea in my head as to why my belongings. As you there. do. As you do. You just, you just think, oh no, surely there's some sort of explanation. And um, Yeah. So I went up to a reception and asked uh, if my belongings had been handed in for whatever reason. And as I went up the stairs, there were uh, two other women standing there and one of them, well, one of them looked extremely upset and the other one said to me, oh no, not you as well. Uh, that's when my heart really sank. I thought, oh my gosh, okay, it's beginning to sink in what's happened here and uh, we went back down to the locker room uh, just so I could show her which one I had and uh, we were all frantically looking around. There was no sign of any of our belongings. So what had happened during my workout is that someone, I don't know how they got in, uh, but someone had broken into our lockers um, while we were having our workout and Uh, Took all of our things and in the meantime went uh, on a bit of a spending spree.
0: So, what was taken from exactly from your? Your rucksack.
2: So it was my my new iPhone uh, mm-hmm. was taken. Uh, I had, you know, clothing, shoes, etc. that I changed out mm. of, um, you know, makeup, which I'm sure what many women will uh, <laughs> sympathize with me on that one. Um, I had headphones in there, which I don't, which I normally have with me. But as I said, I was chatting to a colleague throughout my workout, so I didn't really need them. Uh, mm. um, and I had my bank card in there as well. Uh,
0: And the next thing you know then, you start seeing these charges being whacked up.
2: Yeah, so immediately I'm in a sudden state of panic because not only was my phone and bank card and everything else in my bag, but also my flat keys as well. So it's, you know, this is in the evening, late in the evening, um, approaching 10pm. It's dark. I've got suddenly nowhere to stay that night no one to call because I don't have my phone or any numbers and no one remembers numbers off the top of the head anymore and also I have no means to pay for any accommodation such as a hotel or to travel to somewhere that you know with to stay with someone that I know so I'm a really independent person and all of my friends will will know that and that was a really vulnerable moment for me because I suddenly felt like every option was just completely taken away from me and i was in complete shock um so uh you just try and think in your head right what do i need to do in order and you know which which one do i prioritize first so obviously the first phone call we made uh just automatically was was the police because i i had no idea that in that time someone would manage to have spent any money in that time because i thought well i haven't been in the gym long you know just call the police. It, it was my initial instinct, so we called the police. Because
0: this is within an hour, an hour and a half of you having left the stuff there.
2: Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so,
0: but I, in fact, they did have time to spend money. They
2: did. They acted extremely quickly. Um, so, after calling the police, I called my bank, and to cancel my cards, obviously, we go through various security procedures uh, before we can even get to that stage, which is obviously frustrating because every second counts Um, but in my head in the back of my mind I'm thinking it's fine it's fine you're calling them straight away you've acted soon enough there's no way that they could have spent any money by now it's late in the night anyway but uh, when I spoke to the the gentleman on the phone he then starts going through all of the transactions that have left my account in those 90 minutes um, which I mean, I was adding it up in my head and I thought, gosh, that's that's everything. There's, there's 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 nothing left. And I thought, hang on a second. There's no way that they could have spent that much because in my bank account connected to my bank card. I keep quite a limited amount in there. Just, you know, I transfer as much as I can for mm-hmm. to save as much as I can. So I thought, how, how have they managed to spend all that money when there wasn't even that amount in there? And,
0: and what had they spent? What kind of things have they been buying? So
2: they first went to uh, a shopping centre near where I work, uh, and they went to an Apple store. Ooh. Uh, which, Uh-oh. yeah, you can imagine, you know, we're yep. not talking not pennies here. Exactly. Uh, and they, they'd they spent many thousands. So the, they actually went to two Apple stores. This was the first. Um the first Apple store, uh, they, I don't know what they bought and I don't want to look up the amounts cause it'll only depress me. Um, but I imagine that's some sort of phone or computer and, yep. uh, they spent, uh, around 3000 pounds, uh, in the first store alone.
0: 3000.
2: Yeah. There was each transaction was over a thousand pounds, um, there were oh two, God. there was one that was almost £1,200, one that was around £950. Um, so, yeah, altogether, it was, it was around £3,000 that they'd spent in the first Apple store. Uh, and, th- and they still weren't finished. Um, after that, they went to Regent Street. And for anyone who isn't that familiar with London, uh, might be familiar with the game Monopoly. It's right next to Mayfair. So, you're talking very expensive stalls uh, in this area and uh, another Apple store they found, uh, and they spent uh, another uh, £1,050 in there. Um, And they continued. Uh, You know, they must have had quite a few shopping bags at this point, but uh, they weren't finished. The shops were still open. Meanwhile, I was carrying on with my workout. And they went to a store called Selfridges, which I'm sure many people will recognize the name of. And it's an extremely expensive store. I've never bought anything from there before. I can only dream of buying things from there really. And uh, yes, they decided to spend another, just under a thousand pounds there as well. Um, At that moment in the background, uh, a security issue had been flagged up on my account for some reason only in that Selfridges store. And what happens then is the bank sends uh, a passcode to your phone to verify the purchase.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And obviously, if they have your phone, then they confirm that they are you, essentially. And and within three minutes of them attempting it the first time and it actually going through, uh, yeah, everything, everything had been passed. They passed all the security checks.
0: So that is the one big question that a lot of people who will have followed your story will have asked. How on earth, first of all, were they not challenged by the system when they were using all these cards? Or I presume they were using the physical card, or were they they weren't using the phone itself. They're using the card, right?
2: I had su- I had assumed that they'd somehow managed to bypass my facial recognition or my passcode. I've, I've no idea how they would do that, but yep. because Apple Pay was on my phone and that has unlimited uh, expenditure, you can spend as much as you want on Apple yes. Pay. There's no limit. So in my head, I thought, okay, packing a phone is obviously difficult, but that's more believable than them knowing my bank card PIN, because there's no yes. way that they would know that. Even I barely know my bank card PIN, so I'd be very impressed if they did. Um, so, but no, my bank was adamant when I spoke to them. They were absolutely adamant that these people had used the PIN uh, itself. That it was a PIN card.
0: verified transaction in each time. Yes. So, they had what the bank was saying is that they had walked in as mm-hmm. you put the card into the machine and tapped out the four-number PIN card, and that was the verification that was required. Exactly.
2: And and naturally, I'm so frustrated at this point because there is no way that they could have known my PIN. I thought, that's impossible. And... The bank you, you don't
0: write your pin on a piece of paper or anything in your <laughs> wallet or anything like that, right? No.
2: no, it's funny you should say that, Adrian, because that's exactly what I was accused of doing by the bank. Uh, I was accused of writing it on the card itself at one point. Uh, I was accused of writing it on a bit of paper and keeping it in the same compartment with the card. Um, I was accused of keeping it on my home screen, on my phone. All of these ridiculous scenarios that no one would ever do... Uh, I was accused of and and to be to suddenly feel like you're being blamed for this, and that's exactly what the bank said. it's your fault they've used the pin, you must have written it down. you know they're telling me under you know it, it's very clear that it's all your fault, and suddenly you feel like the criminal, and mm. that's so frustrating because suddenly I'm having to prove my innocence that I've not been en- negligent at all with my with my security details and to have my bank. Was supposed to be looking after my money, telling me that I had been uh, it was incredibly frustrating. Knowing that someone was laughing, you know, their way all yeah. the way to the Apple Store and the and the Selfridges store, you know, with with your hard-earned money and and that was the basis on which the bank denied initially giving me my money any money back. I was, I was. Uh, they'd spent just under nine thousand pounds in total. Some of the transactions were still pending. They'd managed to stop some of the later transactions, but they had managed to spend just shy of £5,000. And I was told uh, that it was all my fault and I would not be getting this money back.
0: Now, we can talk about the people who did this because there are separate processes involved there. That Presumably the stores would have CCTV and when alerted could go and check those and, and there are other things. But from your perspective in trying to get to the bottom of a the bank dealing with this in a responsible way and dealing with you like a you know a responsible citizen and and treating you with respect and then also in terms of how this whole thing happened eventually your story went viral a lot of people will have seen your story uh, online and eventually the bank Santander did come back to you with a better response did you ever find out how it was that they managed to bypass the security
2: uh yes you're right about a lot of people having seen the story and at that point I I don't want people discussing my finances I never wanted that but at that point I'd completely run out of options um you know the police weren't really acting the uh, because they were telling me there was no camera footage of the actual theft itself in the gym. So any subsequent activity couldn't be investigated. Uh, I was, you know, refused help from my bank from getting the money back. And also the gym were just saying, we're not responsible for any thefts from lockers. So I just, everyone was turning their back on me. And I just felt like if one person can relate to what I've been through, then, you know, amazing. Mm. And and never did I expect it to get shared as far and wide as it did. But um, yes. So, in terms of finding out how it was actually done, I, in the process of it being shared quite far and wide, um, a lot of people did get in touch. Some with, you know, theories that they guessed, um, but some had, uh, you know, a professional background in this sort of area. One was, uh, I wouldn't say he wouldn't say which bank anyway, but um, I wouldn't say which bank, but he was a UK fraud investigator, and he, you could tell he knew a lot about this sort of thing, and he gave me a scenario. Which is the only scenario that I could really understand. Um, he gave me a scenario in, you know, the way he thinks it might have happened, and it, basically, it's very simple. I was thinking, right, it must be, you know, they've hacked facial recognition, or they've, you know, ha- how have they managed to do this? They've, they've. Which is very, very difficult the, to do
0: on an iPhone. I mean, you can yeah. sort of do it sometimes on some Android phones, and they admit yeah. it when you set it up. I had all these theories going across.
2: through my head, yeah, that about, like, is this someone in Apple that's helped them? And, and that's not, you know, that's not, not accusing anyone in Apple. Do you have an evil up? twin
0: somewhere that's stalking <laughs> you? Yeah.
2: That's the only, yeah, it's the only scenario. You start to go mad trying to think of all these theories, and then suddenly it clicked, and what this man said made sense. So, obviously, I don't want to, you know, reveal ways in how to do this because if it gets into the wrong hands you know if this information gets into the wrong hands then they can do more harm than good however i think some of our listeners
0: are not that trustworthy no as well go on but go ahead
2: no comment no comment um i but i think it's really important that people understand how this works in order to stop Mm -hmm. it from happening in the first place so yes so the theory that i that seems most likely is that Mm -hmm. my phone was basically irrelevant to them What was relevant to them was the sim card itself. So it's likely that they'd taken the sim card from my phone, put it in a phone of their own. Suddenly, facial recognition, passcodes, you know, that's not a problem anymore. You have access to that person's number. You are essentially that person when the bank sends you any security details to confirm that you are that person. All goes through the phone. So it's quite easy. you then, if they have the bank card as well, which in my case, sadly, they did, it's it's actually a, a quite a quick process to go through the forgotten your details process. So you need some details from the card, you go online, you've forgotten your username, and it kind of goes from there. So you... And it, yeah. and it all stems back from having access to that mobile number because that's at the end of the day that's the sort of the last sign of uh, the last step of security if you like um
0: aren't pin aren't sim cards usually protected by pins uh
2: they used to be not so much now no so I wasn't aware of this, actually. So years ago, you wouldn't be able to just put SIM into a new phone. You'd have to you know, get it mm-hmm. unlocked and, and go through a quite a, a long process. So to make it easier, they started uh, making pins uh, unlocked. So any SIM card can be put into any phone but you know, mm-hmm. to, a, to an extent. Uh, there is a feature which I've now added onto my phone, uh, whereby you can actually lock your SIM card, which has been a lifesaver. I mean, so many people have been in touch with with advice that I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of at all um I
0: saw you I saw you tweet this out this is a very interesting and very potentially valuable piece of advice it's in settings isn't it
2: yes yes so um so I'm going to go through it now actually if I, if I, if I
0: yeah I think if it's can. settings and I think you go in, on an iPhone it's settings and I think then it's mobile data That's and in it. that menu you, yes. there is actually an on-off toggle switch for your SIM pin.
2: There is, absolutely. It's slightly different for Android, but it's a very similar process. Um, mm. And that, basically, whenever they take your SIM card out then and put it into another phone, suddenly they hit a big security wall and they can't really get past. So if anyone rings your yep. phone when it's in another phone, it won't work, uh, which which would have stopped this yep. all from happening. Another part of this, uh, which meant that they had access to my bank card pin um lies within the banking app itself so within i'm with santander but it's not just santander mm-hmm. that has this feature uh you log into uh the mobile banking app so once they'd reset all my details they had their own account um and there's literally a, a, a part in that app where it says show pin so you can reveal the the pin number so then they're not limited to any any particular amount. you know. Not only are they in my banking app to transfer from my savings account to my current account, which is how they managed to spend the amount that they did, they also have access to my PIN so they can use their card as freely as... or my card as freely as as they wanted to.
0: I mean, it's terrifying, but it's also incredibly educational what, what you're telling us uh, here today. There are two things I want to wrap this up on. First of all, the bank did actually come and... Uh, they pretty much put their hands up after there'd been a a lot of publicity, but they admitted that actually they shouldn't have dealt with you uh, in the patronising way that they had. And and, um, did you get your money refunded?
2: I did, thankfully. It was such a stressful week. I, I was without the money for, well, it was a full week before they eventually said they would give me the money back. But obviously then you've got this long process of waiting for your new details to arrive in order to, and until I saw it in my account, I was still you know in doubt. Um, but yes, thankfully, I've, I do now have my money back. and uh, they did actually uh, compensate me as well for 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 that week, um, and all the trouble uh, that i the struggle that I went through. Um, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also
0: and then- they
2: they 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 said they they were also open to any information that I'd received, any advice. So I actually put forward the advice about the PIN within the app and whether that's a feature that they might want to reconsider Um, or Mm. just make it optional because uh, the majority of people I've spoken to had no idea that their PIN was in their mobile banking app. And when I asked them if they'd like that to stay, they said no, obviously.
0: Mm. Some excellent advice. Lastly, you did say that you uh, you had bought your iPhone 13 Pro you're currently paying for that in installments, are you? I
2: am. You're I am. Stolen. In fact, the installment went out this morning and uh, I have I've worked out I have another I think it's something like 21 months left oh, to pay. Oh. God. Um so that's so frustrating okay. cuz someone somewhere has this iPhone that I'm mm. paying for, you know, for-
0: that that you're paying for. Now, I I believe, uh, I stand to be corrected, that the next time you buy one, I think if you take Apple Care out, which is around 100 quid, 150 quid, something like that, I think that actually covers theft and loss yeah, as that's well. A, that's I think. also
2: very good sure. advice, Adrian, yes.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, after the event. Uh, Charlotte Morgan, thank you very much for joining us today on The Big Tech Show, for explaining that um, absolutely fascinating story, brilliantly told, and the very, very best of luck in the future
2: a pleasure and thank you for giving this a, a platform as well
0: and that's all we have time for this week from the big tech show from me adrian weckler thanks very much to tabitha Monahan and to gavin hennessy on set, and to you for listening and we will talk to you the same time next week bye-bye <laughs>